Will, you're always laughing. Now what? I know. He's always like, like, yeah, he's like looked at some like website randomly and is like giggling to himself. No, I was just thinking about how I got stopped again on the way out the door. What? I'm always thinking I'm going to be like really late if I get stuck in really bad traffic. At work, you mean? Yeah, every time I'm getting ready to leave, somebody stops me for some reason. Whenever I'm leaving early, for some reason. Like yesterday, I had somewhere to go, and so I was like, oh, can I, um, I need to record your face. We're working on facial recognition software. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to record your face for this thing I'm working on right quick. You got a few minutes? (laughs) I need your face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My face gives our software a lot of trouble for some reason. So you're like the test subject. Yeah. <laughs> Will's face is our worst. Will's face is our worst case scenario. <laughs> if it can recognize it his face, it can recognize anyone's. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Hello again, everyone. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. Today we are joined by our special guest. He was in our first episode and he's back now. It's Matt Ayers. Yes. Aren't I the the Terminator trailblazer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How did you manage that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have custody of Will's face. (laughs) At least you recognize it. Back. So you, you're a Terminator newbie, right? Yeah, I haven't seen the show before. And you've already got Terminator merchandise, I understand. Yes, I I got myself a shirt. It says Cyberdyne. Got it from Redbubble because I had a coupon. And the day that I wore it, I got a compliment on it. Ah, It was from a a co-worker. And then the next day I wore um, my Wheatley shirt from Portal. (laughs) And the guy says, do you just wear shirts from fictional companies? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Pretty much, yep. I hear clicky, and after last night, I'm starting to think that there's something seriously wrong with me. <laughs> the whole time I was watching the extended cut, I was hearing clicking. Yeah, that's because the audio was not finished in the extended okay. cut. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did everyone watch the extended cut, or did we all watch different versions? I just watched the regular one. Okay. What I missed. The first, yeah, the first time I watched the regular one, and the second time it was the extended cut. It had extra eight extra minutes, I think. I watched the extended cut and then the broadcast cut. So all, most of my notes are from the extended cut. So yeah, really? Mine's well, yeah. yeah, there it's were a couple just... added scenes, and I guess we'll talk about it. Was it added yeah. scenes? I thought it was just like an extended version of that one scene. There were a few added added bits. Yeah, the no special effects and no music is kind of weird. But... And in fact, my my quote is from the extended cut. I didn't realize it until I was watching the uh, broadcast. And I was like, wait a minute. What that guy said, he's not in there. <laughs> yeah, today we are here to discuss episode 7, I think. The Demon Hand. And John didn't lock himself in the bathroom. I know, I was so sad. <laughs> I was like, there is absolutely zero masturbation on this in this episode. It was just terrible. 
Damn. It was a good episode, but it's terrible for that reason. Well, that's because you didn't watch the extended cut. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. That, that was, was eight extra minutes. It was yeah. just masturbating. <laughs> the, oh, the extended, it, the X extended cut. Uh, that's what I forgot to watch. Triple, oh, that's what they extended. Triple X. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, this episode originally aired on February 25th, 2008. Directed by Charles Beeson. Not, written by sorry that can't be a real name I think it is <laughs> maybe not it was written by Tony Graffia or Graffia she's producer written on shows like Cop Rock Roswell Carnival mm-hmm. BSG Outlander hmm. interesting and, resume yeah it drew 7.12 million, which is down almost a whole million from last week. Oh, people didn't like those visions of the future. Maybe so. Hmm. It's not dark enough. Yeah. So, the recap yeah, time. It's not blue enough. I'm out. Oh, not blue. <laughs> Never watching this show again. Yeah. Kyle doesn't look like Michael Bean. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to your previous episode, but did you guys like the the last one? It had, yeah. It had, it, well, I felt yeah. it was the best one so far. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to ask about the, the vision of the future when then I was going to say it had good points and bad points. But overall, I really liked the episode. Yeah. Yep. yep. That was the episode where my Reese got his name. <laughs> so, episode starts with Cameron getting off her motorcycle. She's in a cop uniform. It's, nice little throwback. Yeah, specifically a T1000 uniform. Yeah. Terminators are drawn to this look <laughs> for some reason. To authority. Except for Arnold, I guess. No, not not even just authority, just the specific biker cop look. With the, 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 the glasses and everything. Yeah, yeah, and the glasses at night and everything. Yeah. And the point of the outfit was to sneak into the building? Yeah. No one's gonna ask who the cop was. Yeah. And also to give an homage to Arnold. Yeah, well that yeah. Or Robert Patrick, right? That's that's Robert Patrick's look. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, T1000. Yeah. I'm such a bad fan. <laughs> <laughs> she breaks into this factory or something and breaks some equipment. She just smashes her hand through the turbine thing. I would have fucked up her. She hand. can. Yeah. She maybe she fix it. You've seen Terminator's hands pop off from less than that. Yeah. And. uh at least she would have messed up the flesh on her hand, but well, she's got that extra flesh after last week. So yeah, <laughs> she should have just jammed flesh in that machine, jumped <laughs> it up, <laughs> just tore the machine out of the ground. Mm-hmm. The police arrive and she's sneaking around, and we see Sarah. Where we hear Sarah doing some voiceovers about how a person dies and their soul lives on, and. Cameron burned that machine, and maybe they did the same to Andy Good. There's nothing left of either. Talking about Vic, the machine. Oh, well. And Cameron's searching around. Sarah goes to where Andy's buried. She says that she wants to be buried in the earth when she dies. And some of this was like the extended yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, that I think. doesn't sound familiar. Well, maybe I just missed it. Immediately, you could tell how unfinished this was because uh, there was no music. The footage looked strange, unfinished, and uh, the green screen. Yeah, was present. <laughs> green screen. <laughs> she stands in front of this um, green square, 
like, okay, well, that's obviously <laughs> not supposed to be there. What is that? So when I rewatched it, it was the uh, Skyline, the L.A., I guess, Skyline. So wh- why did they choose this episode to add all this extended stuff? Which I haven't seen, so I don't know if it's significant. Well, there is a story that Sarah tells, I guess... They thought that was a really cool scene. They regretted not being able to include it. They're crazy. It was insanely long. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's just because she did a good job, or they thought she did a good job, and whatever, whatever, blah, 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 and gave her more backstory. What was it about? We'll get there, Matt. Yeah, yeah, hold on. (laughs) Hold your horses. You guys said we're already into the extended stuff, so I... Well, (laughs) yeah, some of the... Yeah, some of it goes, yeah. I think most of it was the Sarah scene. And some other stuff. The real. So it's just one big. No, we're going to talk about that. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Sarah startles Derek, who wants to know about the Triple Eight and the Turk. He suggests putting Cameron on finding the Russian Dmitri, and there John's curious about whether Derek is staying there. And Cameron arrives. Sarah makes a joke about her uniform, and John laughs at it. I just thought it was kind of weird that <laughs> John is laughing about this cop who might be dying in the street somewhere. Yeah. Cameron says she couldn't get the hand because the FBI has it. So um, J- J- Cameron needs to go find the Russian, and they're going to start with uh, his sister who teaches ballet. There's always, they always uh, have an excuse to get uh, Summer Glau to do some ballet in, in the show she's in. Yeah. <laughs> John couldn't play hooky. He couldn't have to go to school. Interesting that he wants to go to school. Yeah, fuck the future. I'm going to school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn some math. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck the future. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the police, too. So Sarah gets on the phone and does a nice little accent pretending to be the LAPD. She's trying to find where the hand is. I guess she was just trying to get into character because what was the point of that? They they would not recognize her real voice. So mm. what, what was it with that? Yeah. I, at first I thought it was going to be uh, Cameron doing some sort of voice. And we panned up and it was not. Yeah, the guy she's talking to doesn't see the hand. Ellison claims not to ever seen a hand, but we see he does have a box full of Sarah Connor evidence. So was the hand ever officially logged into evidence or no? I'm thinking no, maybe. I don't, well... Well, they have some sort of number for it. Yeah, they had something. Hmm. But then it doesn't show up on their system. I don't know. John arrives to the class and sits next to his blonde friend. I can't even remember her name right now. Um, I, I just call her Damaged Goods. <laughs> yeah. My notes. It's DG. Is this a cutscene? I don't remember this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is. Um, they're, they're at school, and I wrote uh, that the professor instructor looks like Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. <laughs> it wasn't, but it, it just looked like oh, him. I said, why not. is Gus Fring teaching Holmes Law? <laughs> They were talking about Ohm's Law, and they were holding hands to make a current. So he held hands yeah. with damaged goods, and that's what happens. Did we learn anything else about her at all? No. No. Nope. Ah. Just that she's emo, glowery, blah, blah, blah. And they don't go back there either, so it was a weird... I mean, that made sense to cut that. You get the feeling this is just going to drop out like off out of nowhere because the, the season gets abruptly shortened because of the writer's strike, and they're just going to like drop it. And then we'll show up again next season. Hey, that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. 
I noticed that the closed captioning said Mr. Bauer when referring to John instead of Mr. Baum. Hmm. But yeah, there was some creep, I guess, giving what's her name a hard time, and John kind of got rid of him by staring him down, kind of. It's trying to look tough, but it didn't really look that tough. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not with his floppy hair. No. He just has, like, one look, like, glowery, mopey teenager look. Remember in Terminator 3, all that conversation between Claire Danes and, and Nick Stahl about the basement, uh, someone's basement, and the yeah. party, and all that? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see that in the series? No. Do you think she'll show up, that character? Claire? Yeah, because they were high school students. Do you think maybe Kate they will? Her, yeah. yeah, do you think they Kate, will uh, I... do that? When was T- T3 made? It was before. After th- oh, it was before this? Well, then hmm, then they could yeah. do some I think, continuity there. I think this cancels T3 out. Yeah. But, yeah they did, but they did carry Kate Brewster forward into the fourth Terminator movie, which is... They did carry the cancer over. They didn't? To this show. Oh, yeah. They brought the cancer. Yeah, they took the cancer plot from T3 to this show. And yeah, Kate Kate shows up in T4. But, uh, yeah, I don't think she's going to show up in this. I can't see it. Seems like they're mostly trying to disregard T3. <laughs> That's my guess. So, Blondie... <laughs> I watched that for nothing? God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that character goes to T four. There's a little, there's that, that at least. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, we had a character on Babylon Five this past week who we called Blondie. Though I'm gonna call her Blondie too. So she looks on her in her locker, and Wichita is written in it. Did you see this, Matt? No. Whose locker? Uh, the blonde friend. Damage goods. The current damage lit. goods. Yeah, damage locker. goods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't notice. And she seems surprised and walks off. And then John breaks into the dead girl's locker. And what was written in it? Was he was she worth it or is he worth it? It's written on the inside. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> and next we go to Ellison watching a video of Sarah in the mental institution. Part of it is her in her room and part of it is her talking to Dr. Silberman, who is played by Bruce Davidson in this show. Mm-hmm. Senator Kelly in the X-Men movies, and he's everywhere. I just, I only see him as Senator Kelly when I see him yeah. in anything. I go, oh, this guy. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. Senator Kelly, I, I knew I recognized his face. But uh, if he's supposed to be Dr. Silberman, Dr. Silberman got a hair transplant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that hair? <laughs> So if I, the story that she tells, she was about um, when she was seven. Did her dad work at a factory somewhere? And her friend's parents owned the factory or something like that? All I remember is uh, her friend Janie Tupper, her, the yeah. bike was lying in the street. Although Sarah says laying, it was, it was lying in the street. And it, yeah. and this monologue went on for like I want to say five minutes. It was forever. It was like half an hour. Yeah, she her dad lost her job when she was seven, and then things got rough, and she started spending more and more time at her friend's house. And suddenly her dad left, and then one day she got a job at the factory when she was older. And when she oh yeah, she used to ride with her friend 
on, on their bikes. And one day when she came home, she saw her mom cry. And that was the only time she ever saw her mom cry. And they saw her friend's bike in the street. So she kind of blamed herself for not riding with Jenny anymore. Sarah did. And then she kind of blamed herself for her dad leaving. And she said, now, currently, I wonder if God or the devil was sending me a message back through time if that machine will kill everybody I love and blah, blah, blah. Like so that. she used to blame herself, and then she started blaming the machines. And yeah. I'm like, no, it was you, Sarah. It was always was you. Was it a car that hit the girl? Is that That's what I got. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she used to ride bikes with Janie Tupper, and then she stopped riding bikes with Janie Tupper, and that's when Janie got hit by a car, and now she kind of blames herself for abandoning her friend and letting this happen. If only I had been there to save Jenny Tepper. Exactly. I, I can't even it imagine why anyone would think to write such a long monologue that this is going to get filmed and air, and it, that it would air. You and don't have time people, to put this in a 43-minute TV show. Not just that, but that they were like, oh, we're so sad we took it out. I'm like, I don't want to hear about Janie. I don't want to hear about the car. I don't care about anything. Let's get back to the action. Yeah, it exactly. was well taken out, and I just don't know why they made a big fuss about, you know, like, like that they released this as an extended set. Like, do they not have other episodes that have better extended sets? But whatever. Also, she looks nothing like um, uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Yeah, she just looks nothing like Linda Hamilton. Because <laughs> this is like, well, we'll get into it later, but like, it's about, you know, these these videos are taken around the same time. Okay, you guys, um, really quick here. Um, we just have a, we just got a storm coming in. Um, I know this because my dog just is like now cowering underneath me or underneath my table here. Um, oh, so it just yeah, she's like terrified. Um, so if I disconnect for any reason, just know that it's probably because we have a major thunderstorm coming through. Yeah. Okay, Whatever. as we were. Whenever there's a thunderstorm around uh, our place, my cat hides under something metal. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> and it never rains here, so. I miss those southern thunderstorms. They're sprinkled. They only, like, lightly rains here all year, or most of the year. So, so she referred to machines taking away everything, so... Was it an autonomous car that ran her friend over? <laughs> <laughs> Self-driving car. You know, it's supposed to be symbolic. They, were, they ride bikes at the, uh, you know, like a Disney World. Uh, those uh, cars on tracks. A Google car and, test track. And that's where, uh, that's where Dijani got run over. Oh, <laughs> of there. Like this isn't cars. a bad, like, it's not a bad idea, concept of, of, machines in, in her life for, for a long time, but you have to film it. You can't just have her talk about it for five minutes at a table. Well, she just, she's at a table, and that's the only angle. It's just straight on her talking to somebody. You, you see the back of his head, and she just goes on and on. I, I can't even imagine why anyone thought that this would make the episode. But even bother just, filming it. You know, it's also because I think I have very little patience for um, Lin, uh, gosh, why do I want to call her Linda Hamilton? Um, for for uh, what's her name? Lena. Cersei. Lena All I can think of is Cersei. Okay, for Cer- I'm just gonna call her Cersei. Um, but for Cersei talking, like because she does the voiceovers, and there's just so much of her talking and giving exposition, and this is more exposition. So I kind of resented it from that aspect too. Just like I don't want to hear her talk more about you know symbolism in her life. You know, um, maybe that's just. Maybe that's wrong with me. I usually like symbolism and everything. I just don't like to be told about the symbolism. 
Yeah, maybe that should have been the monologue. Yeah, that would have been good. That would not another not another monologue. I mean, in addition to the to the voiceover that bookends the show. Do we really need to know anything about Sarah's childhood? Maybe it's later better left a mystery. Yeah, Um, like maybe she. I want to. I want to imagine that she like grew from under a rock. Hey, they could have done like an entire episode, kind of like a flashback episode, and made it like yeah. a standalone episode, not in a run of eight when you only have so much time. But if you're doing like a batch of twenty-two and you do like this one-off, that's kind of on its own, sort of musings of a cigarette smoking man thing. Or I would about, like that. I would like that kind of divergence from the standard. Or a comic book or a web series, because wasn't this all the rage when this came out? Like Heroes was doing stuff like that. You know, I could imagine a little yeah. web series clip. That would be nice. Yeah, but shoehorned in like this, it's it's obvious that they had to take it out. I'm just shocked that they filmed it at all. <laughs> that they wrote it and filmed it. It's bizarre. <laughs> she, Sarah attacks uh, Silverman after she tells the story. She ends up getting sedated. That's the, is that the first of many throwbacks to T2 in this episode? Yeah. Ellison goes and gets the hand out of the fridge. Oh, sorry, second throwback since we got the T-1000 outfit already. Yeah. The creepy in it to have, I don't know, people keep body parts, even if they're robotic body parts in their fridge. There's just something wrong with those people. Ellison. I was trying to think, yeah, what's the weirdest thing I've kept in my fridge? I've, I've kept my keys in my fridge. Put batteries in freezer. there. I put my keys in my freezer because I needed to take something out of the freezer with when I left my apartment to go to a party. Uh-huh. And so I put my free keys in the freezer so I wouldn't forget to take, you know, what I had to bring. Uh, so they're cold. This is when I first noticed the pin clicking. It was getting on my freaking nerves. <laughs> it was. Um, so then Ellison goes to the hospital that Sarah was in. Turns out Silverman retired after she escaped and got herself a cabin in the mountains. There's nobody left there from when she escaped. Except for that one guy he was talking to. I don't know what I expected from Silverman. Mm, yeah. From that character after what he went through. I don't know if I expected what we got. But <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, I, yeah. it's nice that they brought him back. You know, like it's nice continuity. But um, he didn't do that much for me. Yeah, I think like in T3, he was kind of, he was funny, but kind of pointless. Wasn't he? Yeah. Hmm. I actually kind of liked him in this. I like that. First of all, I like that he tried to kill Ellison. So that's going to ask. He you. gets he gets points for that because Ellison is the dullest, worst character on the show. Really? Oh my gosh, she's one of my favorites. I started. You, well, where should I, I begin? Liking him in this one. Uh, I don't like him because he's far behind the curve on everything. All he's we ever see him do. Yeah, yeah, but all of our other characters are part of the plot and they're propelling the plot, and this guy is two steps behind or farther back, and just following the trail and doesn't know what anything is and I don't really know anything about him who are his friends, who are his family Family? does he have any hobbies he obviously like bible study he has no hobbies, he even said so he's obsessed with this, I'm not sure why uh, but he's just always behind the plot and maybe he has a picture him... of maybe he has a picture of Sarah Connor and he's just staring at it all the time and that's oh, why another, another creeper <laughs> mm, another creeper, mm-hmm uh, no disrespect to the actor, he's fine. Uh, I just don't understand what's compelling about watching a guy uh, struggle with keeping up with everybody else. 
You didn't enjoy watching him watch that video? He was so enthralled. Yeah, by yeah. watching him watch fuck. something or watching him read something. Uh. Police porn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess he's a... I mean, in this episode, he seemed like a little bit of a creeper. Just because, like... I mean, I know he's investigating, but he's, like, because he's fixated on Sarah. I don't know. It's, Where's Crow Marty? He's a stalker. Hmm. Where's that's that's always the question. Where is Cromarty? Oh, there's another there's another throwback. Where's George? <laughs> there's another throwback uh, that we that we missed where uh, Sarah was stealing Kyle Reese's lines verbatim. That's what it does. That's all it does. That, that... <laughs> so much he also, tried, he also tried to steal a line, but he got it wrong. He's like, "Come with me," and he forgot the last part of it. <laughs> the most important part. I know. What my notes say. I was like, where is it? Come with me could be followed by anything. I know. Come with me if you want to die. Like, who knows? <laughs> what are you Come signing up for? Me, you know, cookie breakfast. Yeah. Do you like pancakes? Oh, pancakes. The show is, is definitely pro pancake. Yeah, it's pro pancakes <laughs> for sure. Breakfast is constantly being eaten, which I'm all for. I'm completely pro breakfast. And I'm completely against. <laughs> Uh, I used to never eat breakfast, but now I don't go a day without eating it. I don't eat it at breakfast time. I eat it at other various points. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've preferably been at midnight. I've, I've been over this with Matt A before. We we discussed this. It almost, oh wow! It almost broke our friendship. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Uh, I, I don't want to dredge up the past. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ellison sucks because he's useless. <laughs> and I ap- oh. a- applauded Silberman trying to uh, take him out. But uh, but would, would you think Silberman would go that crazy? Like no, crazy. and I don't understand why. That's yeah. the thing. I don't understand why. I also don't understand why Silberman thinks that every everyone's out to get him. Like every every person you didn't miss you missed this part because it was in the extended cut. But he oh. talks about a hitchhiker that or a, a hiker that in the woods that found him in his cabin. He thinks everyone who comes to his cabin's out to get him. Yet yeah. everyone knows where he lives. They all have his address. I don't understand. Why are you want to be off the grid? Be off the grid. And he, he just thinks... about blithely kills them by quote unquote accident. You know, he killed somebody. Yeah, yeah he killed the hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah he that's accidentally... part of the extended cut. He accidentally um, poisoned him to death, or whatever he said. He's like, whoops. <laughs> he gave him too much, cool. too much tea. And perfected that poison, I guess. Or whatever that was. I'm always saying that to myself. I'm like, man, I have to watch how much poison I put in stuff because this guy might not be a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink tea on a television show. If an old if an old guy gives you tea, I learned this from Carnival back in the day. You're gonna you gotta pass out, and they're gonna make death masks of your face. Yeah, especially if it's in like a china cup. I mean, who serves tea in a china cup? Like, don't do that. Like, that's a bad idea. What man serves another man tea? Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, creepy. like same yeah. thing happened to Whip Morgan and Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink tea on television shows. <laughs> but if you believed, if you believe Sarah Connor, you're Doctor Silberman. You have accepted the reality that robots from the future are going to annihilate the human race. There will be a nuclear apocalypse in Los Angeles. Do you go just a little bit out of town in a cabin and give everyone your address, or do you go <laughs> way, way far away? What about how many people you want to kill? If you want to kill kill people, then you know I would say just go conveniently out of town so they have to find you, and so you attract the most suspect of people, and then kill them. Well, he's not a serial killer. We don't know that. (laughs) 
I just killed one guy and tried to kill him. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand why he thinks he's that important that everybody who comes to see him is a Terminator. <laughs> I don't get it. Where, what's his? What's his? He knows Delusions of grandeur. He Delusions of grandeur. And Pat. when he saw these Terminators, he saw them uh, armed and fighting. Uh, they ignored not, him. <laughs> not yeah, they ignored him. But also, they were combative. They weren't. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can I come in and have some tea with you? Yeah. I mean, come on. But, but he doesn't know exactly what a Terminator is. Thinks he does. We should mention in the Facebook group that Daniel said that this episode ruined his character. I'm not sure I agree with Wait, that. Character? Silverman's character? Silverman's, Silverman's character. Did we yeah. ever have a really strong thing about him? I mean, I liked him in the, I, the movies. I liked him. He was, just, well, he was fun he to was hate. Dick. Yeah, fun to hate. And hate? No. <laughs> He was a dick to um, Kyle and Sarah, wasn't he? Sarah. Uh, behind their backs, but to their face, he asked all the right questions. Tried to. Yeah. He thought they were delusional. He tried Maybe to put holes hate. in their delusions. Hate's a strong word. He was fun to root against. <laughs> I don't know if I have like, a very was right, opinion of and him. If he was right and Sarah Connor was wrong, then the human race would not have been uh, wiped out of existence. I, I would root for Dr. Silver. <laughs> <laughs> we already know he's wrong. This is a Scully and Mulder situation. <laughs> and it's nice having a little continuity through the movies. Mm-hmm. This is in the TV show. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just thought it was weird how the like all the interrogation scenes they just showed the back of his head like they weren't going to reveal him, and then later on they just get the you know you get the full actor, the full character. Mm-hmm. And I think some promotional material for this episode they called him Silverman. By mistake. Oops. So we'll see. After this, Sarah breaks into Ellison's house and finds videotapes and some other stuff. It seemed too hard. And next, we're in ballet class with Cameron. She's talking to her teacher. <laughs> Nika's a little mechanical. Get it? Yeah. She's a robot, a cyborg. Oh, I'm the- so glad you explained that because I was so <laughs> confused. <laughs> In the extended cut, they do a close-up of the woman playing the piano, but there's no music, <laughs> so yeah. she's just going la da 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 da. She um, kind of impresses the teacher, so the teacher tells her to come back next week. And then some Russian guy comes to talk to the teacher, and Cameron overhears the conversation. Where's her name? Maria, I think. Something like that. I like this actress who played the ballet instructor. After this, Derek is loading some guns, even though John already did it. Derek doesn't, he only trusts guns, he said himself. And John tells him he should probably do it in the kitchen. And they talk about whether or not Charlie is a liability. So does Derek just want to, like, wipe out everybody? He's almost a Terminator himself. Everybody who knows anything, yeah. He's a hothead. Yeah. And he and he has a lot of opinions about Cameron, about everything. About everything and you just got here, kid. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to settle down. <laughs> he's he's like hanging out with these two legends, and he doesn't defer to their judgment at all. <laughs> that was like that Cameron has a name, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And Sarah needs John to go find an address, and Derek's still bashing. Why is Derek so Derek so mean, and Sarah so mean to Cameron? Gosh, <laughs> I guess I don't understand why he doesn't trust Cameron. Cameron could easily kill the Connors. If she wanted to, right. and she could have done it a long time ago. Yeah, so, like if she was going to do it, why? Yeah, why he's, is learned, she... he's learned that Terminators play the long con where they like 
lock you up oh, in the house, and then they like that's true. They, they eat uh, pancakes. Uh, and... Yeah, they lock you up and they uh, flash lights in your face so you can't sleep, and then they let you go randomly. <laughs> play yeah. music for you, and <laughs> uh, makes so much sense. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that part. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John finds that tape that Sarah brought home of her in the hospital. Derek makes some comment about the weapons, and Sarah threatens to hurt him if he goes into her room again. Hmm. I like how he didn't get the big deal about, you know, her room is her space or whatever, because nobody has their own space in the future. We all just sleep in hallways with garbage can fires. (laughs) Yeah. Terminators blasting everyone. Derek watches the video of Sarah and gets all teary-eyed. For some reason, I wrote down here, get over the dark hair. <laughs> Sorry. Are you telling yourself to get over it? No, I was talking to you. <laughs> preemptively telling me to get over it? <laughs> the people, I, I know Daniel doesn't like it. And <laughs> I don't like it. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sarah is cooking pancakes. Oh, I wish I hadn't given up pancakes. <laughs> You're no one to blame but yourself. I know. <laughs> oh, and syrup and butter and oh. I'm sure there's there's healthy pancake recipes. Probably. Buckwheat pancakes are they healthy? <laughs> I, I eat those all the time. They taste more, mm. they taste more stale. Therefore, they're probably healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm googling. Well, I'll Google that later. <laughs> Buttery. Derek's still a dick to Cameron and uh yeah, Sarah thinks Ellison has a hand. She makes Derek eat at the table. I guess they don't yeah, they don't have tables to eat at in the future. That was funny. This was a this was a funny scene between Derek and uh Cameron. Cameron, yeah. Uh, she Although she says something like dance is the hidden language of the soul, which is what the instructor said, and she says and Derek says, You don't have a soul. Means you're a robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before speaking of souls, before that they were talking about Sarah was doing a monologue about souls. She said something about pieces of Kyle Reese and John and something, or if that's not not a soul, I don't know what is, blah blah blah. And I'm like, you just described genes being passed down, basically. (laughs) Oh, and and it was at this point in the episode that my DVD started to skip. Never buy secondhand DVDs from a secondhand shop. Especially if you're on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you only have an hour to watch it before you have to podcast. <laughs> so I had to take it out of my PS3 and put it under running water and give it a good wash. <laughs> what? That yeah. works? Oh, that works. Okay. Yeah, put it back Try in that. and it was completely fine. You just I don't watch DVD, not the PS3, right? You I, don't have a, I, I don't even have a DVD player anymore. Uh, yeah, you just wash it with water, no soap, and then you just like wipe it or dry it gently with a, like a tissue or something. This tip has been brought to you by what we make. <laughs> People used to rub toothpaste on there. We DVDs are not sponsored. Also. Really? We're not sp- yeah, yeah. supposedly if you rub toothpaste on uh, lightly and then rinse it off, the toothpaste can like dry in the cracks and the parts so, where the, it gets stuck on, it'll, it'll, just, it'll skip over it. The data will still be missing, but it'll, it won't get stuck. Uh, I just I'm not can't sure if that deal with not. I just can't deal with anything with toothpaste. Like, I just hate the smell of it. The thought of, like, you know, people say to get it out of your hair, like, gum out of your hair and a whole bunch of things. I'm like, I, 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 I'd rather buy something new. I just can't deal with it. 
so you don't brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I that's the one place that okay. it has it has place on my toothpaste in my toothbrush, but you know, even like when you like go when you go on a trip and you have to like put it in your in a bag or whatever, I like have to like put it in two plastic bags because I'm like I just can't stand the smell. Like I can't stand the smell associating with anything I own. Except for my teeth. Okay. We'll move <laughs> on now. <laughs> John's found this, uh, he found Silverman's address like Sarah wanted him to, and he's a dick to Sarah, and she realized that he's seen that tape, and she was relinquishing her parental rights in the video. And yeah, this is where Cameron eats the pancakes, and there's like, you fool them, but you can't fool me. I don't understand, I don't understand why it's a big deal if she eats things. Like, I'm sure Arnold could have eaten things, they just, you know, they just go down into wherever his throat flesh is connected to and just stay there. <laughs> Probably incinerates it once it swallows it. <laughs> well, though, where does it go for her? Does she have a full intestinal tract and everything? Just a little incinerator in her. Side <laughs> of her. <laughs> oh, maybe she's like the DeLorean from Back to the Future 2 and she's just, you know, powered that way. Just, she just scarfs down garbage. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a little power plant in her stomach. Yeah, she's got a little Mr. Fusion in there. <laughs> so Ellison arrives at Silverman's place and he wants to talk about Sarah and Silverman gives us some tea he says he's living without technology but I see technology in his house <laughs> with the fridge and the stove and the lamps well he's he's not an animal yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he should have he should have went full on crazy like uh, Saul's brother there in uh, Better Call Saul <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, what? <laughs> so good. Should, I have them stored up on my DVR. You should have had. You should have had hot dogs thawing in the uh, the cooler. Yeah. So the reason I wrote something, I wrote down the Goblin King. That's probably a joke that I just don't remember right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Goblin King lives in the woods. <laughs> His name is Doctor Silberman. His name. Oh. His name is Doug. <laughs> dance, magic dance. Um, so doctor says that Sarah was depressed, paranoid, manic, but she was also charming. Do we see the charming? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. She did try to play nice at one point in T2, but he saw through it pretty easily. All right. Uh, Ellison quotes the Bible, then he passes out, turns out his tea had something in it. Hmm. Where did he quote from the Bible? Uh, Is this where he's talking uh, about the book of Revelation? It was something about Wolf of Sheep's Clothing, was that? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was later where he's talking about the book of Revelation. Yeah. But if he is a Terminator, he would just bust out of those ropes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's playing the long game. Oh. (laughs) It's all psychological. (laughs) Nice. Cameron is creepily watching her teacher dance. And Cameron finds out about the brother, the chess player, turns and some Russian guy threatens the teacher, and Cameron shuts him down. And so where she admits that she's looking for Dimitri, says she can help. And the dancer explains that Dimitri borrowed some money to bring her to America. Dimitri paid them back, but it wasn't enough. That interest will get you every time. Next, we see Ellison tied up. Silverman thinks he's a machine, and he quotes the Bible too. And he cuts Ellison to find out if, you know, for sure whether he's a machine or not. Yeah. 
I know. This is... I mean, seriously, couldn't you just use a finger? Like, what did that but so hard? I guess he didn't care. <laughs> I just like that he gives him tea and is like, well, but then it occurs to me that they would engineer robots who could drink tea, so... Oh, no, I'm going to stab you. No, it's not bleeding. Half, well, it just occurs long. to me that they could engineer robots that can bleed. Let me do what else? What else are you going to do, Silverman? Well, yeah, he already knows that the Terminators bleed. So I don't know what that proved. Unless he went right down to the bone and he saw some human bone in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that he probably looked thought that Allison was an older model, so he wouldn't be able to drink tea. That's so maybe sad. They, <laughs> maybe they originally wanted to do a deeper cut, but... Standards and practices that no, it's probably crazy. another deleted scene that was better than the one we saw. <laughs> I'm not bitter, but um, <laughs> yeah, this is where Silberman says that once there was a hiker that came by asking for directions and he gave him some tea, uh, <laughs> a little too strong. Uh, the guy died, and then we see Ellison look out the window, and there's a rock with a little cross painted on it, and like. You know, he didn't even say and, that the guy died. Like, when he said, he said, he gave him some tea, and he said, I guess I made it too strong, and I guess I miscalculated. He's like, accidents happened, or whatever it was. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I got, that's my quote. Yeah, they, so, but, sorry so about I got, that. I got saved up here. But what I find amusing is that then no one came to look for the hiker and noticed an the orphan. stone with the little cross on it. Huh. That's well, a hiker. Nobody cares about hikers. Yeah. Gosh. If you hike, nobody's going to care about you. You may as well just, like, crawl up under a rock. Hikers love to tell you how much they hike. I don't think I'm... Like runners in their so running. I go, I go, and, pe- I know, and dieters I'm on their always, diets. I know. They're always talking about it because they're miserable. Can't well, dieters are, but, like, runners are, like, on crappy endorphin things. I'm running a 5K. I'm running a 10K. I'm running a half marathon. I'm running a full marathon. I'm running an Ironman. Ugh. Guess who's running a 6K in two days? Your dog. <laughs> Matt A. No. <laughs> yeah, Matt A. <laughs> okay. I exercise, but I don't get involved in all that kind of stuff. It's groupthink. Okay. <laughs> now people are going to hate me for sure. All this, all, all this um, you know, the, all the runners. Bring on your hate. It's fine. Oh, well. <laughs> see, Sarah, yeah, she tells Derek she's going to look for Ellison. Thinks... Oh, and they talk about Kyle, how he's in the grass. Oh, yeah, I like this part where yeah. Derek was just like was barefoot nice. in the grass, enjoying the sensation of grass underneath his feet. Yeah. Why do they have my... like a swing set? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, why do they have a swing set? I think it's just a home that they moved into that was vacant. I was hoping that like John and like Cameron would be like pushing each other in the swing set and they'd be like, you know, when she, when she becomes a real girl. <laughs> oh, I was going to say in the previous episode there was a, a moment where the resistance fighters come back uh, in time and they stare up at the, uh, the cityscape that hasn't been destroyed yet and they have this wondrous look on their faces like, it's it's all still here mm-hmm. kind of look and I thought that was a great moment and I could have had a whole episode of those guys just sort of like discovering yeah. A cheeseburger yeah, and of water. Yeah. We, never got to see that. we never get to see that in anything, any Terminator or anything. Like, no yeah. just, I, I would have enjoyed that. And I when so when Derek put his feet in the grass and looked up at the sky, the blue sky, that was a great beat. Yeah, I liked it. 
You know, it, it reminds me of the scene in the, um, I think it might be even in the pilot of 12 Monkeys, but where um, he eats a cheeseburger for the first time and he's just like ravenous yeah. for it. And I loved that scene. And just for the reason that you mentioned. And yeah, I, I think that it would be nice to see some of this because like it's a completely different, clean, wonderful world. I'd be taking showers for days, you know, <laughs> be like hot water. This is ridiculous. Forget like the uh, you know apocalypse. Forget like these terminators. And, and it's Los Angeles, so it gets better from here. Go in any direction; it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to the ocean. See what yeah. that's like. Baggy on a yeah. beach. Go to Saint Mon- yeah. uh, Santa Monica Pier and ride the Ferris wheel. <laughs> go to Venice Beach and look at all the bodybuilders. <laughs> and they talk about how John must have gotten some traits from his father. Oh. Oh yeah, this is where Derek asks about John's father, and she kind of avoided the question. Yeah, she said yeah. he's in the grass. No, she said Kyle's in the grass. Oh, oh, okay. Then I don't remember that. I also started looking at people's arms. John Connor wears t-shirts over long sleeve shirts. It's like a mm-hmm. look that he likes. It's a look. And yeah, isn't she? And Derek, um, Derek has tattoos on his arms, so apparently they have tattoo artists in the future. Yeah, I think that that's that's still a thing, and they're not like shitty prison tattoos. (laughs) Well, maybe the machines gave it to him. Like you know, it's not just the 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 Scantron bars or whatever. It's like it gave him tattoos that he didn't like as part of psychological torture. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, what is this duck rubber ducky on my arm? No. Thank you. <laughs> now go free and be mocked. <laughs> Long game, right? Yeah, I know, Long seriously. Game. Psychological torture. It's better than letting them out of the basement and run free. It's like, yes, but you have to live with this. Ha <laughs> You gave him a tattoo that says, Mom, I never knew my mother. She died in a work camp. <laughs> uh, it's like really dark. That's why this is funny. <laughs> That's how you know a real Terminator. And I like Derek. I just didn't like him in this episode. He was too... Um, Angry? He was too full of opinions, and he just got there. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know anything. Yeah. God. How dare he be full of opinions? Not like anyone in this show is full of opinions. <laughs> I think Cameron... Well, yeah, she has opinions, too. She wants to kill everybody. <laughs> uh, she wants to do ballet. Silverman. Oh, this is what the woman's talking about, the hiker. I thought I had it in my notes somewhere. He wonders if Sarah's future and the book of Revelation are the same. And he tells the story about the hospital when the Terminators came to the hospital. It's like one thing about, like, and you just kind of alluded to it, is that they had a lot of like quick cross cuts between scenes, like very, very short between, you know, Silverman and the uh, the teacher, or uh, not the teacher, the, yeah, the ballet teacher. It wasn't done as well. From a directing perspective, at least not to my taste. The uh, Book of Revelation is like the best part of the Bible. Really? <laughs> it's all about the apocalypse. And the <laughs> Are there zombies? No, but there are four horsemen. And oh, that's the part. Yeah, that is the good, the best part of the Bible. <laughs> I've read that part. Whenever that's the answer on Jeopardy, and someone says Revelations, they say, "Nope, wrong answer. It's Revelation." Yeah. No. No. I think sometimes I say it wrong, but Ellison says he has proof of that all this really did happen. That's why he's trying to play 
uh, the doctor. So that's why I came to you to show you that Sarah wasn't crazy and I have another note about the pen clicking. <laughs> the Silverman goes to the car and gets the hand. Stop it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <Don't do that. laughs> okay. Um. Wow. I found your weakness, Will. <laughs> I know. Now we know what to do, Will. You gave yourself a way. Your face doesn't scan into computers and you were undone by pen clicking. I had to listen to that shit for like 15 minutes We can take you down, Will. <laughs> we can take you down. <laughs> um... Terminators are not Ellis. the only ones with a long game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. The true purpose I'll of this podcast is revealed. Ellison says... Oh, I already said that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so Silverman is glad that Ellison told him. Uh, but he, he wouldn't got the hand. He doesn't think Ellison's really on his side. So he injects Ellison with something. Ah, needles. Gotta love needles. Derek has found some, or John's found some clean shirts for Derek. And he tells Derek about how, uh, Sarah was in the mental hospital and he tells him about the family he got killed in T2. Uh, Baggy keeps on bloodying up these shirts. Like, another good callback. Yeah, so many callbacks. Wow. Shout out to, to Todd and Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he doesn't talk, he doesn't talk about his redheaded friend. Right. Oh, the kid from um, Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. Um, so the dance teacher takes Cameron to Dimitri, who isn't happy. Cameron gives him a diamond, and he admits he stole the Turk and made the Turk lose the match and sold it to a guy for $20,000. Hmm. And he gives Cameron the info on who he sold it to, and some Russian guys are coming when Cameron leaves, and we hear some gunshots and presume that they killed Dimitri and his sister, the dancer. So, yeah, I really liked that, that she didn't help them. Cause I <laughs> love this. This, is, this yeah. is my favorite part of the whole episode. Yeah. That it could very- have been a very TV thing for her to have like a little ass-kicking scene where she you know, takes those guys out. But the fact that she was just leaves them there, it made mm-hmm. complete sense, and I thought it was really uh, smart. Yep. Yeah, it's just there to get information, not safe. Though I did you know. find it strange that those uh, Russian thugs just walked right by her and never, hmm, the interesting, a, a girl just went from their apartment. Maybe maybe she'll be a witness. Maybe she she'll see us. Mode. She was in stealth mode. <laughs> oh. Nobody saw her. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen them come come, uh, come out and try to take her out too, though. After they took out the, the couple there. I really like the... Really like the... Um, dance instructor so it's sad to see her go but I agree with you mm. next Silverman is pouring gas and lights it on fire and leaves Ellison he sees Sarah on his way out and apologizes for doubting her before she knocks him the fuck out <laughs> accepts his apology and she sees the fire mm. um so um she, she uh she saves Ellison here, and then he comes out. Does he not know who saved him? Like, he's like, what happened, or whatever. Yeah, it's... Well, I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of a little odd. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, I guess he... I guess he figured that Ella, this woman still had the hand. Hmm. Uh, Cameron updates. Now, later we see Superman in the rain. Ellison wakes him up, one and green where the hand is and tells him that 
Sarah took it. And later, Cameron updates Sarah on the Turk situation. And she says she wasn't the one who killed Dimitri and her sister. It wasn't her mission. Who bought the Turk? I wonder. Mm. Sarah explains to John that he wasn't supposed to see the tape. She was going to destroy it. But the date on it is the date that she broke out. She was coming for him because she couldn't live with the decision that she had made. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that this kid. I know. Oh, you, mom, you, you gave me up. Uh, you decided not to be my mommy or oh, come on. Everything she's done is basically been for him. Yeah. I know. And I the future of humanity too, but come on. I wrote I wrote John, don't be a brat. No, I, He's an nothing. emo teenager. Like this is perfectly in keeping with who John Connor is. Why do we have to see it is all I wanna know. So so she decided to break out because she signed that and she felt bad about it? Is that is that what she's saying? Or she was always going to break out. Oh my god, I hate that. I hate that. That's what it sounded like she was saying. Like She she regretted the decision as soon as she signed it, so she was going to go get him. I just hate that. I hate that for a reason. I hated that John was being such a brat about it. Like Nothing about their life in ordinary... Grateful little shit. Okay, yes, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he like brings up that she yelled at him when when he saved her and stuff from T two. Another callback. <laughs> and they're all. She's like, I'll always find you, and he's like, I'll always find you. I did. Oh. I did like that. I did like their little their little uh, making up. Why do we fall down, Ma? <laughs> uh, so now there's a voiceover. Of Sarah say that John used to think she walked on water and. You see Sarah and John burning the hand. I, I think maybe in the the original version we only saw Sarah. I'm not sure though. The Sarah and John are burning the hand. You see Silverman being locked up, screaming that they're here everywhere. And Sarah's talking about how science performs miracles like the gods of old. And you see Ellison in a Bible group and flashback to Sarah rescuing Ellison from the fire. What was hilarious about that is. He's tied up to a chair, and she's like, grab my hand. <laughs> <laughs> she's reaching out her hand. <laughs> Maybe the fire burned the ropes away. <laughs> now he just needs help up. <laughs> we didn't see that. <laughs> Derek is watching Cameron dance. And cries. I really like that. Well, I mean, Parent? she's a dancer, right? So um, yeah. it, was, it was nice to see her, you know... Um, I mean, I was just waiting for it. I mean, as soon as she gets the ballet thing, I'm like, oh, they're going to do the glow thing where she yeah. gets to dance. And it's always pretty. And, yeah, mm-hmm. he cries. But I liked how he, yeah, how he walked in on yeah. it. It kind of, like, put him in his place without saying any words. <laughs> apparently, the guy from the pilot who played a Terminator that was also a dancer, mm-hmm. apparently he tutored her for this episode. Oh, really? <laughs> you mean the teacher? Not the teacher. There was a the dream well, one. Wait, was he? I think it was the dream oh, the one. Dream he was one? also a dancer. One of them was a dancer. Not the original Cromarty. No, I don't think it was. Him. But we don't know why she's dancing. Uh, maybe it's not artistic expression so much as a mechanical exercise for her. Uh, well, she looked like she wasn't moving as stiffly. Hmm. Like she was looking like she was moving more cat-like. Mm-hmm. And also, the voiceover was talking about how they'll never do anything. Like they'll never be. Like, um, I don't know if they said, she said, um, like art or creativity or whatever. Yeah. It, it alluded it, to that. So it's just like, um, 
It definitely evoked an, an emotional response on his part, but Which I don't know why. She, but I, yes, but I don't know why she's dancing. I don't think it she just, knows why she's dancing. Yeah, uh, Brian Austin Green has a hideous cry face. It's <laughs> terrible. That's his Megan Fox left me. Right. Yeah, uh, it's painful. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's saying that if they can ever like appreciate beauty and art and all that, they won't have to destroy us. They'll be us. And that was the end. Which means Glau will, the Glau bot will melt and reveal a true girl. <laughs> Do we got quotes? Nope. <laughs> I've, I've got one. Somewhere in the city, a naked cop leads in an alley. And that's from after <laughs> she came back with her clothes. That's one of mine. Nope. I guess Sarah did say something like I might have over, oversold that part or something like that when, when he complains about her yelling at him and being stupid for yeah. saving saving her. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I have the dance each with the highest, nice, beautiful feet, but your upper body is a little mechanical, yeah? Remember, you are a cat. <laughs> I've never I, seen a cat ballet dance. I have a Soberman quote from the extended cut. It's an honest mistake. Can't be too careful. You know, there was a hiker that came to the door a while back. He was asking for directions. I thought it was a ruse. Thought it was one of them. I gave him some tea. A little too strong. Honest mistake. And then it cuts to a grave. And then you see Ellison look out the window at a like a rock with a white cross painted on it. As if we didn't get it. As <laughs> if we thought the tea might have just steeped too long, like three extra seconds, and it was ruined. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, though. Yeah, a guy died. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cop bleeding in the street and a guy died. All very funny. Hilarious. Any other quotes? Apology accepted. Oh, yeah. Who is our badass of the week? Hmm. Hmm, I'm going to give it to Dr. Silberman. We're <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill Ellison, the dullest character on the show. And he killed the hiker, too, by accident. That's know, how much of a I... badass. He did it with tea. <laughs> didn't even try to kill a guy. He did it with tea. killed him with tea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he took a, then he took a bath uh, like in the rain in a, in a sun shower and looked up, and there was a rainbow. Uh, I, I don't agree. know if this there, is there, like... There was. There was. I, no, no, I know, but I don't know if this is exactly what I would call a badass. Like, he killed him with tea, and he, he, he viewed a rainbow. That doesn't sound like very badass to me. <laughs> he tried to set a guy on fire, and... Well, then, yeah, that's a little bit... He's... Um, yeah, I can go with Sorman. I don't think I would call Ellison a dullest character, but... No. I like him. I admit that he didn't show well in this episode. Um, if he doesn't get a clue soon, then I'm going to, you know, we'll have to see. I guess see. you could give it to Sarah for saving Ellison. She walked into a fire, somehow got him untied and carried him outside. True. Yeah. yeah. I like Silverman. <laughs> oh, ratings. Want to start us out, Matt? A. Yeah, I think it's funny that um, on the Facebook comments, Daniel said... I actually look forward to Matt A ripping this episode apart for a change. <laughs> I did not dislike this episode. I actually liked most of it. Who so, are you? What? Who are you? You're I, I don't have strong enough opinions about this uh, show to uh, like or dislike something that intensely. 
<laughs> I thought this was pretty good. I liked all the callbacks to T2. I like seeing Dr. Silberman again. I don't understand why he tried to kill Ellison, but I give him complete respect for trying. Hmm. Uh, Derek was annoying to me. Um, I thought Cameron had the best scene of the episode where she left those innocent people to die. I thought that was a really cool beat. Uh, John was awful and whiny. Sarah didn't really do much, except at the end she saved Silver uh, Ellison. Now I'll give this one 8 out of 10 cups of lemon verbenity. All right, how about you, Malika? I took one of my rating. I took a, my rating system, sort of. Um, uh, let's see. Well, this episode, um, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I wasn't that impressed. I really, really liked the last one a lot, and so this one kind of um, was less than for me. Um, but it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the best thing, but it wasn't the worst thing. So, uh, I will give it seven out of 10 bloody shirts. Nice. What do you say, Matt? Yeah, I thought it was, it wasn't, wasn't horrible. It wasn't spectacular. It was kind of a middle of the road episode. Uh, I was very confused about why Silverman went so crazy, (laughs) but (laughs) even though I gave him badass of the week, I just didn't think he should have gone that crazy. <laughs> maybe we didn't even need to see him. I don't know. Um, I really liked the scene at the end uh, with Derek and Cameron, but despite not really knowing the significance, I just thought it was nicely filmed. Um, I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10 shameless bits of fan service. Nice. What's the fan service part? All the references to past... Oh. Movies in this episode. There were so many. That well, I want to change my rate- dancing. <laughs> I wanted to change my rating system to pointless um, extended scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought this episode was just all right. It's the first one that I, well, since we started the series, that I kind of dreaded having to watch over again. So I just wasn't that interested in a lot of what happened. But I mean, not interested as I have been in the previous episodes. Though it was. Yeah, it was all right, but not great, but not bad either. So I gave it seven and a half out of ten mechanical robot dancers. Hmm. Did I give it the highest grade? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Look at that. It's because I love Terminator so much. Obviously. <laughs> By the way, uh, Brian Austin Green's cry face is different between the two cuts. I'll try and put like little video clips. Yeah, can you put side by side? side? Yeah, animated yeah. gifts, please. Mm-hmm. I need to see the difference. I'm very interested. Yeah, they definitely, the one that ended up in the broadcast cut is a better job. You think? Mm. So yeah. it's like Megan Fox didn't leave me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She only left me for Michael Bay. Somewhat oh. tempered. I like him in this show, though. I think he's really good. Yeah. Let's do some feedback. As a Beverly Hills 90210 fan, it's always good to see uh, my, 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 my peeps. <laughs> in in newer, better things. I don't know. Hey, Nine Two Zero isn't bad. How can you say that? Well, I, I always hate it when you you have good actors. They're just they're in something that's like uh, iconic, and then they seem to drop off the face of the earth. Yeah, and haven't done anything since then. I'm glad he's getting work. 
This well, is got work. this program, so I don't know. Maybe he's not anymore, but that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, I don't know what he's in now. But I think he's in anger management now. I think that's about. <laughs> gone, oh, that's but... so sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read our first email from Daniel Sun. Daniel says, "Hey, chroniclers." While I love the call back to T2 with Cameron in some dead highway patrolman's uniform, surely there was a better way to disable that power station than just thrusting her arm into a turbine. How the hell did her arm get torn clean off like Vix did in the last episode? And there is no way the surveillance cameras of a major metropolitan police station, especially in the evidence room, wouldn't be on a backup, wouldn't be on backup generator power. We don't know for sure that she killed the patrolman, maybe she just left him bruised and beaten probably i think she's she's kind of got orders or maybe not orders but in the past she hasn't killed unless necessary has she She deemed it necessary daniel says no sarah it isn't the soul that separates you from the machines somebody get brad couples on to ask what's the soul (laughs) a soul is what uh makes angel different from other vampires Mm -hmm. oh Yeah, excuse me. And you don't. We've already. And comes back if you have sex. Yeah, with your one true love, because gypsies are weird. And never be happy. They have weird curses. We've already belabored to death that it makes no sense to risk sending a fugitive and wanted terrorist like John to public school, but it makes even less sense for Sarah to let him go without Cameron by his side to protect him. Yep. (laughs) Fuck this retcon bullshit where Sarah has black hair and pescadero. (laughs) (laughs) at this point agent ellison wouldn't have enough evidence to believe that the hand is anything more than a sophisticated prop sarah constructed to validate her delusions yep yeah yeah has he seen anything crazy yet really no what's with the fixation then i don't the blood is probably the weirdest thing he's seen where do you think the stuff that Cameron swallows goes. <laughs> it just, well, she has a little anus in the back of her. It just <laughs> stays in the back of her throat. They completely ruined Dr. Silverman's character here. Not only does a formerly balding man now have a full head of hair, but an intelligent, rational, scientific psychologist like him would never become a crazy religious paranoid just from seeing what he saw. Yeah. And it, and incredibly stupid because if Ellison was metal, he would just snap the ropes and then he burns his own cabin down and cackles in the rain. Mm-hmm. Also, the date Sarah gave to him for Judgment Day was August 29, 1997. So with it already passing, he should assume something changed anyways. Mm-hmm. Or she actually was crazy. <laughs> I hate all the Bible bullshit thrown in on some artsy high concept whim. Could Sarah's predictions and the biblical apocalypse be the same? No, because that would be fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're retconning the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, I want to rewrite the Bible one of these days. Thomas Jefferson, you can do it. (laughs) I'll buy it. I like Cameron emotionlessly leaving while Maria and Dimitri are shot to death because it reinforces that all that matters to her is her mission. Something we especially need reminded of because of the final scene. Sarah, you aren't supposed to look directly at Thermite. The flash can actually burn your retinas. <laughs> now you tell me. 
she and John were looking at it. There goes the future of mankind because <laughs> they were looking. <laughs> well, I mean, he can still have sex if he's blind. So maybe not the future of mankind. Well, the savior yeah, of can't mankind can't them. be blind. That's what I'm uh, saying. Matt Murdock like, would like yeah. a word with you. That's what I'm saying. Like he can still be the future, uh, the savior of mankind, if, just because he's blind. But John doesn't have radiation enhanced vision or whatever happened to Matt Murdock. We don't know. Well, I guess guy neck. Well, I guess somebody can give him implants. The music at the end that Derek catches Cameron dancing to is the same song we heard in the creepy basement from the last episode. Because of the suspicious way Derek and Cameron tell each other, I know you, and the connection implied by the use of the same music, I wonder if Cameron was involved with whatever torture was going on in the basement. Thoughts? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she was down there. Suppose. Well, do they just have one of each model? Or can there be multiple Camerons? I would assume there could be multiple Camerons. Like, why would they just make one that looked just like her and that's the only one they made? Hmm. She might be a special case. I don't know. She's perfect. Don't make another. (laughs) Sarah's monologue at the end about how machines could one day be us made no sense to me at first. However, it's already been established that when the inhibitors and models like Arnold are switched off, they are capable of learning and growing. When you think about it, humans with our tissue, nerves, and brain matter are just biochemical machines having evolved to meet the challenges of our environment. Maybe there isn't any reason why an advanced learning computer like Cameron couldn't evolve an independent consciousness of her own, per se, when cut off from the Skynet hive mind. It would function differently than ours, but maybe it would be no less deserving of dignity or personhood. Remember Picard's speech at Data's trial on Star Trek The Next Generation? Agree? Disagree? I don't remember. Uh, she doesn't have a soul, Daniel. Souls are real. They're real things. I'm sorry, I can't. can't learn I guess I don't see why not this was by far the weakest episode of season 1 for me 4 out of 10 bloody nipples Wow. loving the podcast and apologies for the length Daniel's on speaking of nipples you have to apologize for that (laughs) nipple remark (laughs) Uh. Uh, since I've been running so much lately I've had like really chafe nipples sore yeah Okay. <laughs> Just put band-aids over them and they'll be fine. Or do they make like runners <laughs> runners nips? I don't know what they do. They do make nipple covers, yeah. I've heard of doing research, yeah. It's not or an uncommon thing. Or just run around shirtless. None of these appeal to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have any ideas here, Will. I think the shirtless would probably happen before I don't know. Because that would be awkward if, like, you know, you were wearing those and then you got in an accident and then somebody, like, ripped up your T-shirt to, like, give you CPR or whatever or, like, you know, pump your chest and all of a sudden they saw these, like, weird patches over your nipples. Like, how would you explain? I'd be like, let me just die. <laughs> <laughs> and next we have email from Heidi. I post it in the chat. And I shall read it. Um... Alrighty then. Okay, so Heidi says, Hey guys, the flashbacks are so good in this episode once you figure out what's going on. I love the moment when Andy Good confesses to Derek that he built Skynet. So good. Wait, 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 what happened? This is the this wrong, is the wrong, 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 wrong. Way at the bottom. Oh, crap. 
Okay, sorry. Scrolled up. <laughs> it, it's strange because it just scrolled up onto another Heidi thing. Okay. This was really from Heidi this week. Hey, guys. <laughs> Freaking Ellison, you do not keep a hand in the freezer until you are a, unless you are a serial killer. I'm pretty sure they wrote the ballet stuff because they knew Summer Glau could dance, but I like it. Robots would probably be good at dancing. They would be aware of how their parts move and could see and memorize the movements required. Um, quick aside on this. Um, actually, uh, never mind. We already covered it. I was going to say, like, they chose Summer Glau as a Terminator because she was a ballet person. <laughs> but I yeah. forgot that Will already told us that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, they... Writers, good writers look at what an actor can do well, and they write to that. On the other hand, we've got Summer Cloud dancing and lots of stuff. In fact, I think her first big break was uh, the Angel episode, Winning in the Wings, where she was a ballet dancer. So it's like, as soon as they broke ballet into this, it's like, yep, I know why. Mm-hmm. Because they're catering but Summer Cloud. But like I will Heidi. allow it because she's amazing. Yes. And like Heidi, I'll always enjoy seeing her no matter what. Okay, continuing Heidi. Wow, no wonder John looks so upset while watching that video. He watches Mom side away her rights to, with no show of motion at all. I love when Cameron eats the pancakes just to show Derek that she can. Dr. Silverman believes Sarah's delusions are now and, and is now crazier than she ever was. Uh, first you drag the FBI agent, then you stab him. Hearing him describe the events of T2 was cool, though. He totally gets what's coming to him in the end. Sarah will probably regret saving Ellison from that fire. The voiceover at the end was really good, ending with Cameron doing ballet. It's sort of a Cylon way of thinking. What happens when the machines are as human as humans are? Interesting thought and scary all at once. Until next time, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. And agreed. One of my my first notes was that the music in this was the most Bear McCreary I feel like this show has been so far. He does the I music. I noticed it a couple times. Yeah, yeah he, the music. He does. He did the music on Battlestar Galactica, and it's very similar uh, in yeah. a lot of respects. It was the barest. <laughs> it was very similar. Scariest. It's very similar. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, groan. <laughs> no, no, I'm hating myself right now. Puns. After yesterday, I don't want to hear any more puns. Puns are only funny when you say them. Is kind of what I've discovered. This is true. Yeah, I always enjoy my own puns because I'm a, I'm just surprised it came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Want to do some predictions? Anybody? What's the next? Next episode, w- next episode is called Vic's Chip. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what it's probably <laughs> referring to, but hey. it's referring to Vic's Chip. Oh, <laughs> summer Glow removed. <laughs> the Glowbot removed, right? They're gonna, yeah, she's gonna reveal that she has it to John, and then she's gonna, like, go on about the value of life, and she's gonna ponder this, and they're gonna just destroy it in the end. <laughs> no, I think I think that she's gonna do one of two things. Either she's gonna put it in her own head, and, you know, figure out something from that, like, just to download his memory or something that she wants for her nefarious purposes, or she's going to put it into a robot dog, and it's just going to live that way. <laughs> I'm going to say that they run into Vic from Orphan Black, and he says, I've been sober for 60 days, <gasps> and here's the chip to prove it. Oh, and, and he Vic's likes chip. nachos chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Like, as in Better Call Saul, Vic, yeah. No. Haven't seen it yet. Ugh. Lost. Somebody it's out there the, gets me. It's in the DVR. Okay. 
One day you'll laugh. Wait, you'll look back on this summer. and you'll laugh. Summer's upon us. Oh, uh, well, uh, Matt. Hey, Will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining us again. Thank you. It was fun. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't trash the episode like Daniel wanted me to, but I kind of liked it, so. We trashed it for you. It's maybe fine. it's growing on me. It wasn't that bad of an episode. It was okay. Remind us where we can find you and your hoople heads. Yes, you can find me with Matt from this podcast and his lovely wife, Melanie. And we are on a podcast together called Hooplecast, H-O-O-P-L-E-Cast dot com. <laughs> Is that how you spell it? I don't know. Something like that. Just go on, just go on to iTunes or whatever and search for Deadwood or Hooplecast. It's because that's what we are. We're a podcast about Deadwood. We've uh, just recorded our seventh episode, which I need to get back to editing and put out toward the end of this week. Oh, How's that going? Is it a nightmare? No, it's fine. Okay. Not like you'd offer to help, even if it was. (laughs) (laughs) Just asking. It's fine. It's it's going okay. Okay. I'm doing a lot less uh, nitpicking kind of stuff. Good. Yeah, you got to yes. you got to you got to let go let that go eventually. I got to I got people talk over each other. Uh whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My goal is to eventually not do any editing. Really <laughs> one of these things. Well, that's all we have for you this week, folks. We'll be back next time with Big Chip, but until then remember there's no fate but what we make. Ta-da. Goodbye. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs> Missing you already. So I was just editing our podcast from Sunday. Yeah. And uh, hit up Wikipedia to read about Pootie Tang. <laughs> Pootie Tang, yes. You ain't come one but many time, Tannies. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. I'm going to sign your pity on a runny keen. <laughs> May I dane on den cherries, Mama T? <laughs> Dirty D, you're a batty daddy lamatai tabby chai. I wouldn't be able to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot how I start off the show. Your uh, name is Poe. 